My name's Tracy Smith. I was born and raised in Kalamazoo, Michigan. In 1998, I attended the South by Southwest Film Festival in Austin, Texas. And at a promotional side event at a local coffee house, I saw a showcase featuring some of the most talented performance poets in the country. Afterwards, I returned home and founded the Kalamazoo Poetry Slam. Now, almost 25 years later, for the sake of history, for the sake of nostalgia, and for some of the incredibly talented people we've lost along the way, I give you, dear listener, the Keizu Poetry Slamcast. This is Slam Poem. Later, like, the poems are like, you dirty fucking whore. But this is one of the good ones from the beginning. My ears reach in the suburban noise of night. There's a question asked in one naked moment that never crossed into I am the Smith. I am the poet. I am the industrial revolution. No longer bright as fireflies. No Here's the thing that chaps my ass about this podcast project. My memory of things that happened 20 plus years ago isn't any better than my record keeping skills from 20 plus years ago. So, this podcast, this episode, may have been recorded in December of 2000 or possibly January of 2001, and the feature may or may not be. Marsha Perry, uh, because uh, Dawn, in a previous podcast, mentioned her as uh, an upcoming feature, but I didn't have it written down. My shitty memory and record-keeping notwithstanding, it's a, it's a pretty good show. Um, Chris Trudell is hosting. Uh, Charlie Burgess plays a couple of tunes, one of which I think uh, he's only played once. Uh, I haven't come across another recording of it yet. Entitled, Life is Hard and Then You Die. We've also got a few songs from Dave Amaluxen and Dale Johnson, a.k.a. The Love Light Exchange, and then our mystery feature, whom I think you'll enjoy. She gets a little Jesus-y at the end, which is not my cup of Kool-Aid, but it's still pretty good. When I was a kid. It's called The Body. That summer, we were all military men, you see, in army surplus fatigue stolen from our father's closets, faces smeared in shoe polish, Kool-Aid-filled canteens, candy wrappers stuffed in hip packs, and slingshots stained with broken paintballs. We set up camp in a one-acre wood watching the enemy and setting traps for ourselves. We walked the perimeter with warlike intensity, guarding our position and praying it didn't rain. It was on one of those days that we dug that foxhole. We cut the earth with dull metal shovels, trying to get the hole at least four feet deep. We took turns, arms burning with the work, transforming a flat space of forest floor into a human-sized cereal bowl. And it was after lunch when we hit the first piece. Bending down, brushing back coal-black mud to reveal a white glistening knob attached to a long, brittle shaft draped in decaying muscle. A pungent murk rose from the earth as our clawing hands revealed a hefty bag full of bones. I staggered to a tree as horror and vomit churned inside me, spewing out onto the leaves and overturned dirt. Knowing we had dug too far, we quickly, quickly closed the hole in the hopes that those who wouldn't want it, to, want it found were not watching as we buried the body for the second time. For years... 
We saw it in our nightmares, sharing it in whispers when it would visit our memories, shrugging off the weight it bared on us as it, as it waited there, wanting to be set free, always wondering how it got there. Nine years later, in a rough, drunken fugue of teenage summer day, our company returned to exhume the ghost that had haunted our stories. There, in the center of that one-acre wood, all we discovered was a hollow swatch of forest. No body, no answers, and only the hard-gripping fear of what we might have found that day. All right, for the open mic, what I do is I pull a name out of this. If she hadn't been so hollow, I would never have been swallowed, have been swallowed by a fish. She was covered all in scales, scales of mirrored glass, reflections of a mask. Cast your bread upon the water Close your eyes and make a wish Fighter for the oceans Daughter To be eaten by a fish your bed upon the water close your eyes and make a wish fighter for the oceans daughter to be eaten by a fish been so hollow I would never have been swallowed have been swallowed by a fish 
Ain't no use in getting so upset Just cause things ain't going your way yet You'll come to understand it by and by Life is hard, then you die They say every dog will have his day But misery will hound you on the way You'll come to understand it by and by Life is hard, then you die So worry about your worries and care about your cares But don't cut off your genitals and feed them to the bears Ain't no use in getting so upset Just cause things ain't going your way yet You'll come to understand it by and by Life is hard, then you die So worry about your worries and care about your cares But don't cut off your genitals and feed them to the bears Ain't no use in getting so upset Just cause things ain't going your way yet You'll come to understand it by and by Life is hard then you die Life is hard then you die Life is hard then you die There is a subtle buzz that rises from a full classroom. It's a kinetic teeming that streams between students, flows full force between their ears, eyes, and little minds, blazing a straight path from the hands of the teacher. Mostly, we teach what we are given, the answers laid out in the backs of handbooks, study guides, and student handouts, but sometimes you must teach from only what you know, and I learned that from three foot 11, fifth grade Jerome. He sat in the back of his class with the extreme distance of an old world statue, huddled in his chair, head just above the tabletop, looking lost, right there where he was supposed to be. And every time I taught his art class, I was shown how cruel kids can become. They called him Elf, Midget, Monkey, Gnome, and a hundred other nicknames to remind him of how tiny he was, until one day he looked up at me and said in these exact words, it must be golden to be tall. Explaining that being small must be all the things wrong in the world rolled into one. And for five minutes, I looked down and watched this little man cry, remembering myself at his age, hovering over everyone. My teacher would call on me every time she couldn't reach something. And my classmates, my classmates called me Beanpole, Jolly Green Giant. They called me freak. Walking home from fifth grade every day, just hoping I wouldn't grow anymore. 
And as I looked down at Jerome's tear-shuttered shape, I saw his sketchbook open to the perfect picture of a dragon devouring a little boy in the back of a classroom. And I remembered that picture. The dragon was a tiger. The boy was much, much taller. But the picture was exactly the same. But all I could tell Jerome that day is that it would be okay. But that's not what I was supposed to say. This is what I should have told him. We must be careful when listening to what others have said. Do not be discouraged. The truth is, we are all imperfect to perfection. We are all screaming in opposite directions. We grow and rage and move and change, and sometimes we wind up a little bit strange. But we are all golden, and our strengths should not be broken by those who would remind you that you are, that they are flawed too by insulting the way that you are made. And Jerome, remember from now on, we are only as tall as the tops of our heads. Next time, remember the height of your spirit instead. This is going to be on our third CD, which Tracy will eventually have. Um, judge not let judge not let you be judged. Uh, a song. This one's titled "They Call Me Dangerous," and it's uh, so unrehearsed. Can't but help but wonder when indeed the time will come. Will I be here, or will I be the gun? I'm for sure with this, I know, that if taken to the time, there won't be no rites of passage. I'm gonna know every single mind. They call me dangerous, and I've got something for you. See, I've got a plan, you hear me good, I've been taught well. I know the ups of downs of it, I've seen heaven, I've seen hell. I'm so sure of my plan, drawn up proper and true. What a comedy act, too. I'd beat the hell out of spider fingers and <laughs> you too. They call me dangerous, and I've got something for you. These are new ones, and they'll be on our third CD, last verse. Hey, believe you me, a threat to worth, indeed I am. It could easily roll, it could easily roll out like a scroll. You think it can. I'm so sure as in my head, as God controls my soul. The government gives me lots of money and think they control the show. They call me dangerous, and I've got something for you. Wow! All right, spider fingers. We've uh, we've maybe played that like maybe five times. Yeah, but we don't. Maybe we don't, a little more, but we know how to do it. Sorry, uh, it didn't come out like it 
Should have been. All right, that's all right. I wouldn't clap either. Yeah, I wouldn't clap neither. Yeah, yeah. Now you make me want to talk about all you scallywags. Yeah, clapping like winner. Yeah. Oh man. And that's right. Oh, what's your name, Chris? Chris said we could do three songs. That was only our first one. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Charlie out there? Charlie, raise your hand. Yeah. Damn. I thought I played it right. Play a song, Dave. Thank you. Next. I ain't been down here in like probably over a month and a half, and it's so cool to see so many new faces. And yeah, what a nice crowd. All right, Dale. Willie's got away. This will be on our third CD, too. Hey, uh, Tracy, sorry, man. Uh, yeah. And I'm so unprofessional, I got to read it. Oh, yeah. This one's titled, Willie's Got Away. Yeah. Spider Fingers. It's very simple and nice. I like it. sing more I want to sing more than three songs that's for sure oh yeah don't piss me off oh you guys all right last verse Willie's got a way maybe one day someone will have this too but right now Willie runs the swamp while the sky stays blue Willie's got a way And there ain't nothing right now Nobody can do Ooh. 
You guys are so kind, I swear to God. I swear I hope I'm freaking you out too, cause yeah, don't piss me off. This spider fingers, we're gonna sing one more too. Oh shut the hell up. Yeah. I do drugs too, that's for damn sure. Sweet. Hey, give it up for the feature. What's her name? Angela? Angela. Sweet. Give it up for Angela. That's our feature tonight, and we're going to do one more. Let's get the hell out of here, Dale. Uh, we're going to, this is going to ride my Cadillac, and, uh, yeah. This one's kind of ugly, too. Oh, 
is where it gets ugly. I'll pay you with bones and blood a victory just for my love so much you guys are so kind this is Dale Spiderfingers Johnson I won't write with nobody else except for Booger except for Booger he's his brother thank you oh we gotta compete gotta compete <laughs> gotta compete with the train God only knows what happened to me in the 50s. I remember my pet rooster, Folly, they cooked him. Little fair-skinned Benny. We played barn doctor. And Dodo's cream corn. It always seemed to taste better than Granny's. And I will always remember my father I rode the tractor with him, and he was my, my buddy. In the 60s, President Kennedy was shot. Love was everything. 4-H dogs and little white girls were my life, and then I discovered sex or, ooh, I rediscovered it. In the 70s, I went to college for three years, married twice, had three wonderful children, accepted Christ as Lord of my heart, and decided not to go into prostitution. Ooh, good choice. In the 80s, I had three back surgeries, married one more fruitless time, experienced entrepreneurship, weathered the storms of physical abuse, broke my right ankle, and was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Then I got stronger. In the 90s, I met my real father, broke my left ankle, had a hysterectomy, decided what I wanted to be when I grow up and learn how to love a real black man and to be continued. All right. I'd like to welcome everybody tonight to Craft Brow, especially those who have never been here before, and especially those who have come to help me. I want to thank two people in particular who are here tonight to help me bring this celebration of love and peace to you, and that's Peter Sinan and Denise Miller. They are my souls out loud. But tonight, tonight, 
<laughs> if you decide to allow yourself to enjoy some of my artwork, I've decided to commit every purchase that you make, one dollar towards research for multiple sclerosis. That's a firm support and belief of mind. So many of you who may know people who have multiple sclerosis, it's all right. You come and talk to me, I'll help you understand it just a little bit better because it makes me a whole lot stronger. You know what I'm talking about? All right. But tonight, tonight is about change. All right. Tonight is about change, and tonight, tonight is about discovering beauty and about my allowing you to experience my discovery of inner beauty. Tonight is about you experiencing my experience of learning to love. Learning to love. And this is just a beginning, it's just a glimpse, it's just a flash. So I invite you to enter boldly into the intimate solitude of my mind and my heart and my soul. And so, let's go. As a young woman, being beautiful to me was a tall hourglass figure and Barbie boobs, long flowing brown hair and heart-shaped booty with ha, no shelf and thighs that mesmerize and hypnotize eyes passing, knees that don't knock and hair that don't kink, but wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm an amazing woman and I marvel at all God puts on my mind and I just smile. And I just smile. But I feel cheated, cheated of my blackness. And I feel anger, envy, hate for the white in me. And I can't feel black in me. And there was a time when I took pride in not sounding black. Now my heart bleeds to be free of this. Will the real me stand up and be counted? Yes amongst the rest, not set apart, not labeled. My ego is not vain, only my pride. But which one, the black or the white? My heart cries out to my many brothers and sisters who forced in their ignorance to become somebody, but who will look white? We sound black. We look out our black faces through white perspectives, and somewhere deep in our souls, we find rhythm. 
rhythm. We hear the drum. We rock on the beat. Yet something is missing. Is it black or white? I'm an amazing woman. I marvel at all God puts on my mind. I marvel at all God puts on my mind. And I just smile. And I just smile. My 20 years, my first 20 years, my first 20 years of my life, I spent it searching for love and contentment. A contentment from outward adornment and flattering lips. By the time I reached my early 30s, I had convinced myself that I had no self-esteem. What a lie. What a lie I was telling myself. Flattering lips. Oh, how they would entice me, lure me into their grasp, right into the taste of them. Lips that sang songs of beauty, of softness. Lips that radiated, pulsated, made me tingle, made me smile, made me forget, made me surrender, made me remember other lips gone by, made me yield made me cry, made me shout, oh glory, oh glory. I'm an amazing woman. I marvel at all God puts on my mind, and I just smile. I just smile. You know, sometimes like this time, I really like me. I like me when I'm into me not feeling disoriented or fractured because he is not here or there or in me, but really, I like me now because I feel him inside me like a rushing wind or like a beautiful waterfall, and I smile. I smile. I hear birds, all kinds, whispering in my ear, and I smile. I feel love down to my toes and I smile. I know this love, a love that sets fire to desire, causing me to explore the inter-intimacies of my soul, my heart, my mind. I'm an amazing woman. I marvel at all God puts on my mind. And I just smile. And I just smile. And when, and when there is a promise of a storm, if you want change in your life, walk into it. If you want to get on the other side, you will be different if you get there. And if you want change in your life and you're avoiding the trouble, you can forget it. So 
like Harriet Tubman would say, wade on in the water. It's gonna really be trouble now. following forever, but ever hiding my face from the consequences of eternity, eternally hiding from the face of the Father, while the banks of my mind are lined with the timeless faces of my ancestors, Yahweh, the father of El Shaddai, the father of the Son, the father of Adam, who fathered me, the son of Adam I am, I am not able, I am not able to find my reflection in the faces of the clocks hanging from the fingers of my forefathers. But time insists that I exist in the shadows of my son. Wait in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. I have always wanted to fly to take wing, skin singing in the slipstream between heaven and Ohio. Paralyzed by possibility, I sit still and stroke the insides of my soul. Knee deep in electric desire, I want to finish something, anything I've started, to make me better. But I am a poet, and my movement is ritual, pacing up, and down lined pages, I pass myself in the intersection of earth and sky and water. I am re-evolving re with the need to write beautiful poetry. God's gonna trouble the water. I need to wash myself in the waves known as now, inhale tides and drown before tomorrow. I want to die after the sunset and live before the moon, understand earth signs and realign the skies, strange constellations reflected in eyes of white-robed saints who crowd the banks for my drowning. They hold my head under the surface of silence, where God whispers prophecies of violence and atonement. And as I rise, this moment drips from my beard and runs down my chest, mingling with the sweat of Lazarus. Ooh, 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 
is gonna trouble the water. I have always wanted to wade in the water of beautiful poetry, play the liquid procession that moves itself from soul to pen, thank God. But it is the shadow that rests below the curve of breast. It is the re-evolution of cowrie shells clicking coconut, the click of congas clapping juba, the blues of a woman's soul weeping into Sheba's dark locks, a woman's soul Wait. leaping into Mary's one son. Listen, I have always wanted to swim or fly. But since these hands are not fins or wings, the emotion that flows from soul to pen in the end is the only motion I need. the light of your smile reflected in my innocence. Shades of crimson flicker in the afterglow. It sparkles in your eyes, sending radiance to my soul and peace to my storm. Gentle touches send strength to my breast, capturing lost dreams and sending hope soaring Waves of excitement and energy pulsate my body. And when my eyes meet, and when our eyes meet, and wander, new confidence rises and embraces fading doubt, soft nights and black lace, thirsty for the tasting, thirsty for the tasting of what has gone before and what definitely must be lasting, and it is good inside. When old loves float to the present, when the fire is out and the lust is gone, it is good inside. When maturity reigns and desperation faints, when the loneliness has faded and new hope paints her silhouette across my face, 
and I rejoice in the light, for the darkness is gone, and at last, at last, I am free, and it is good inside. To be a woman, to be a woman indeed, free and strong and proud. No longer am I captive of my adolescent heart. No longer is my heart captive by him. But him, he cups me, he cups me, he cups my heart safely in both hands and I am free inside and I am free inside and it, it is good. It is good. And you know, when it's good and the old loves have floated to the past, there is nothing, nothing softer than a loved black woman. And there is nothing, nothing kinder than a loved black woman. Hear her shout, hallelujah. Hear her sigh, electric ecstasy. See her rejoice in his trusting touch and see her smiling eyes declare, oh glory, yes, that's my man. That's my man. And there's nothing softer and nothing kinder than a loved black woman. Arise, shine, for the light has come. Arise, shine, for the light has come. For the glory of the Lord has risen. The glory of the Lord has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon me. I was drowning. You were there. You were there, Lord, reaching for my heart. I didn't see you through all the disappointing love affairs, physical abuse, emotional fears, self-affliction, self-destruction, but you were there. You were there, Lord, reaching for my hand. I couldn't see you. I was giving you just a little and keeping the rest for myself. Club, oh yeah, clubbing on Saturday night and church on Sunday, unless I, unless I brought someone home. Then Monday was back to self-condemnation and guilt, and by Tuesday I might call for prayer, confession. I thought about it. But Wednesday, by Wednesday my rationale was winning. He called me. He said he loved me. He said I was beautiful and I felt good being with me, and that's all I needed. So by Thursday the plan was in motion. I'd spend Friday deciding on the image and telling my girls, laughing about how fine he was, I'd forgot about the pain. I'd forgotten about the sin. 
Saturday I would rise to my wardrobe and plan my disguise, yet you were there. You were there, Lord, shielding me, hovering all around me, saving me from myself. I couldn't see you, but you were there. You were there. As Saturday nights came and went, Sunday morning rang church bells in my ears and each new day's sunshine called me to my knees until finally I heard your voice call out my name. My child, my child, come unto me. I will give you rest. Yes, you were there, Lord. You were there. Mm. How sweet, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now, but now I see. It was grace. That taught my heart to fear, and it was grace my fears relieved. Precious did that grace appear the hour. I first believed change through many dangers, toils, and snares. I have
Yes. It is my hope that I've left you challenged and convicted of what you believe in. Because I believe that there's a mighty God. Amen. And I just thank the Lord for any spot to praise his name. Thank you for listening. I don't accept your uh, Catholic interpretation of my compulsive uh, necessity to rewrite every single word at least a hundred times. Guilt is the key, not sin. Guilt re-not writing the best that I can. Guilt re-not uh, considering everything from every possible angle, balancing everything. Well, how about guilt re-censoring your best thoughts, your most honest, primitive, real thoughts? Because that's what your laborious rewriting amounts to, Martin.